0: Hello, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Pursuit. On today's episode, we have Abby Landis, a recent Cal Poly grad. We'll be talking about how life isn't a ladder, it's a jungle gym. We'll also be talking about how Abby got involved throughout her time in college and how she was able to pick and choose the different clubs and organizations that she wanted to be a part of. If you guys haven't done so already, give us a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to stay connected and hear upcoming content. And we hope you guys enjoy the episode. My name is Adam Melmed and welcome to the pursuit. Whether you're outside getting some fresh air or hanging out with friends, get ready to be happier. today on the show we have Abby. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. Do you wanna give us a little background about yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, hi, my name is Abby. I am a Cal Poly graduate. And when I was at Cal Poly, I studied business information systems and I had a minors in music and media arts. I just quote unquote graduated a few months ago. So I'm fresh out on the full-time life. I'm currently an associate people analyst at Adobe And basically what I do there is I work with creating data frameworks and processes and data governance to help with the management of our people. So it's a bit of HR, but on the IS side. And I am passionate about merging the creative with the technical. I love learning new things and I'm passionate about social justice and making the world a better, a better place in any way that I can. And also on the side, I'm a proud bunny mom. I have a little rabbit called Christian that I love very much. And I run an Instagram foodie account. So I love to eat. And love to take pictures of what I eat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. So Abby and I met each other actually in one of our classes. Funny enough, we were taking Business three ninety four. It's like an intro to consulting class, and we just sat next to each other and worked on a few group projects together. Uh, I know Abby's worked on some really cool clubs and organizations and has set up some really amazing projects. And I wanted to bring her on to kind of share what she's what she's been up to and through her experience throughout college.
1: Yeah, so college, honestly, was a bit of a whirlwind for me. And um, coming from San Jose to Cal Poly, it was very, very different from what I was expecting because San Jose is a very diverse area. And when I came to Cal Poly, it was a bit of culture shock. And I think a lot of folks go through this. And I was such a different person my freshman year. And I feel like a lot of people can resonate with this. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I didn't have a strong sense of self. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But what I did know is what I liked, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So this is something I always tell people when they're feeling lost. is like, what little things give you joy throughout the day? And I'm a big believer in just keeping track of things and making lists. Like, I love to journal. I love to write those things down because if I don't write it down, I won't remember it. But I will literally write down things that bring me joy. And it's like, oh, I like to help people. I like music. I've played music my whole life, so I knew I wanted to be somewhere involved with music and the entertainment industry. So when I started freshman year, I went to the club day, which is a part of orientation, and you basically walk around, you meet all the clubs, and I just sort of joined everything that seemed even remotely interesting to me. I joined the hammock club, I joined the plant club, I joined literally everything, even though they weren't related to my major. And so it was a lot of trial and error throughout freshman year. And I was involved a lot with like the accounting club, the marketing club. And I also got involved heavily with Alpha Kappa Psi, which is one of the professional business attorneys on campus. So that was a really, really great learning experience for me. And I, like I said, didn't have a sense of self. And I feel like my freshman year was huge on, do I like this? Do I feel fulfilled by this? Am I good at this? That's another huge thing. It's Am I good at this and getting honest feedback from my friends and just really checking in and seeing if this is something I could see myself doing. So freshman year, I was involved with those clubs. And then I realized I didn't really like accounting. And this was kind of a harder realization for me because as I'm sure you know, Adam, like where we, where we go to school, accounting is very, very pushed on most mm-hmm. students because it, it's easy to land a job. It's a great secure job path. It wasn't for me personally, and I feel like I really struggled with the needing to fit into a mold. So I really tried to break away from that and get involved with media and creative outlets, which is what I knew was I had more, gen- more of a general interest in. So sophomore year, I got involved with Mustang News, and I got involved as an advertising consultant. And it was kind of a step into the media world, but it wasn't really media stuff it was more of like selling ads the business side generating revenue for the newspaper and stuff like that and i also worked a couple off odd jobs off campus just to make money nothing towards my professional life and i also got on board of alpha kappa psi which was the business fraternity and that was huge for me that was so huge and i'm sure you can resonate because i know you're in delta sigma pi and Mm -hmm. i met so many inspirational people and yeah uh, the really great thing about Alpha Kappa Psi is that it has people from all majors, so I wasn't stuck in the business bubble, which yeah. I feel like is easy to do. I got a lot of different perspectives from engineers, computer science folks, graphic designers. So that really explored, allowed me to explore a lot of new avenues. And... I had this one goal, I was like, I want to do more music related things. So I added on my music minor and I applied to KCPR, which is the radio station on campus. And I didn't get it my freshman year and I was super bummed about that. But actually, through my job at Mustang News my sophomore year, I met the marketing director of KCPR at the time, and I just really vocalized my interest to him. And he was like, hey, you know what, we have applications coming out we need someone on our marketing team. So I kind of got into KCPR that way. And that was my foot in the door. And I got involved with that a lot my junior year. From there, I got involved. And I saw that there was an opportunity to get on leadership, just because they needed a promotions director. And I was like, wow, like, I can't believe I'm here. And I'm already getting offered this new role. I just got in, I felt like I didn't really know much about the station. But I just saw that opportunity and I took it and I spent the most of my senior year in that role. And Looking back, I'm so glad that I just jumped into that challenge because if I didn't, I feel like I would have missed out on a lot of really, really cool opportunities that I got. In addition to that, I was a marketing director for TEDx San Luis Obispo. I love TED Talks. They're so inspirational to me. So I kind of jumped at the chance to get involved with that.
0: Mm -hmm. And from what you're saying, you've you've gotten involved and tried a bunch of different things and that was a big reason why I wanted to get a better understanding of you know, what were your goals and what was your ambitions getting involved with these organizations and these different clubs. Mm-hmm. Go- going from your first year to your second year, from my understanding, you weren't a big fan of accounting. And your second year, you really wanted to get more involved with things you were passionate about, mm-hmm. right? Would you say it was something over summer or something towards the end of freshman year that really encouraged you or inspired you to want to seek out those opportunities?
1: Yeah, I think it was just more of a need to not fit in with the mold Mm -hmm. if that makes sense most of my life i feel like i've pressured myself that's something i've i've struggled with is i want to be like everyone else like this seems Mm -hmm. like the right way to go and i just kind of realized hey like you've always been passionate about music and entertainment like just do it now and it's something i was always scared of because you know the music industry it's a very hard industry to bake into But there's this one quote that i really love and it's called if it's the fear that's holding you back then do it scared now like Mm. why like literally what's the worth that what's what's gonna happen they're gonna give me a no like okay that's fine i'll just take the no but at least i know that i tried and i don't regret any of my involvements with the accounting club at all i think i've learned valuable things from that but it also taught me what i didn't like which is why it's important to try so many different things because you know okay i don't like this Here are some key takeaways that I've got from my involvement with this. How can I take that and apply that to what I want to go towards? Mm -hmm. So I didn't have like a clear picture other than I wanted to be a part of the radio station, but I realized what I was good at from those experiences and try to take those strengths and apply it into an area that I wanted to go into.
0: Yeah, and I think what, what I'm getting at from what you're saying is, you know, following that mold. I think a reason a lot of people do that is because they're fearful of failing. And once you get a taste of what it's like to fail, then you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Just why not keep trying stuff? And if I fail, I fail. If I don't, you know, I'm going to get something cool out of it.
1: Exactly. You win some, you learn some. I like to say that, too. You never mm-hmm. lose.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, you just graduated college. And I, from my understanding, it looks like you you had a great, you know, great final three years and really got to pursue things that you were passionate and interested about because you're willing to step out of your comfort zone
1: exactly yeah I I honestly wouldn't have spent it any other way and something that a friend told me is life isn't a ladder it's a jungle gym which I think I I view my college experience of that because I've done so many random things honestly like some some people are really focused with where they want to go, and I admire that, and I wish I was like that, but for me, I just had to try so many different things, which took a lot of energy out of me, but I just had to do that to be confident in knowing where I wanted to go. Like my freshman year, I did all those clubs, and over the summer, I didn't have an internship because I didn't really know where I wanted to work, but I worked like four minimum wage jobs, and that's wow. so much. <laughs> and. Now I'm working a corporate job and I'm making a lot more money th- than I did that freshman year summer, but mm-hmm. I learned so much about that just from doing that. And, you know, it, it's not a ladder, it's not a straight shot. You're going to be going a lot of different ways through your career, but the lessons you learn, like the lessons I learned from when I was a cashier at Chick-fil-A, I still take with me to this day. I also mm-hmm. still take my pleasure a lot. So that's, that's a habit I need to quit, but <laughs> My point is, you know, you're going to go a lot of different routes, but you're going to end up where you need to go. So just keep, keep keep taking note of what brings you joy and what you enjoy doing. And as long as you have that intention and purpose, you'll end up where you need to end up.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, every experience isn't a good experience, regardless if you hate it or not in the moment, because you'll look back on it and be like, wow, I learned a lot from this. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you have to keep in mind, whether it's an internship or job or class that you're not a big fan of just keep keep chugging away. And once you're done with it, you'll look back and be like, wow, you know, I actually got some really valuable takeaways from this. In the moment, maybe you weren't stoked on it. But at the end, you're like, oh, you know, maybe Chick-fil-A helped me get where I need to be now, directly or indirectly.
1: Yeah, gave me that customer facing mindset, I like to say.
0: <laughs> that's great. And that's something you don't learn in the classroom. You know, you, you have to learn that from work experience, volunteer experience, anything outside of the class. So it's really Absolutely. cool that you did that so you know with kcpr you were djing for them correct correct yeah. or can you tell us more about that i would love to hear
1: sure so i'm the type of person that loves to tell people like the songs i like so naturally when i got accepted into being a radio disc jockey i was so beyond excited about that opportunity and basically i had to take like a quarter-long class in journalism where i had to learn like the fcc guidelines like you obviously can't swear on the air. You can't promote things just for your own self-interest. And it basically was every week I would have a two-hour radio show and it would be broadcasted to about 40,000 people in the slow community. So that was kind of scary at first. I was definitely very terrified when I was starting out. But over time, it just kind of became natural to me. And you know, I just had fun with it. I was just always myself. I never felt pressured to act a certain way and it was just like this is my opinion this is how i feel about this artist this is what i genuinely enjoy listening to and you know you gotta accept that when you're in positions like that not everyone's gonna agree with you not everyone is gonna share your opinions but you can't let that hold you back honestly you know you just gotta be your authentic self and if people like it they like it and if they don't then they'll find someone else that they like and that's totally fine but it was great because i basically gotta tell people what to listen to for two hours every week and That's one of my favorite pastimes. I do that. I do that, anyways. So (laughs) it was a great experience.
0: That's cool. And so you started off in case of PR. What was your initial role before you became the DJ?
1: So I I started as a DJ.
0: Okay, you started as a DJ.
1: Yeah. So the way they had it set up was they interviewed a bunch of people, and then they accepted you as a DJ, and you're assigned to a team. So I was Mm -hmm. on the marketing team, which is I got on because of that connection I had. I was on the marketing team for about like a few months, and then I saw that there was a shift in management. So there was a slot that opened up for a promotions director, and that role is basically, it dealt with promoting the station, marketing the station overall, but also maintaining our relationships with local music venues, with artists, coming up with creative ways to do giveaways. Like when Zed came to Slow, I did a giveaway for Zed, and that was really awesome and really fun. And it also came with just seeing, like, the back end of how the music industry works. Because, like, when we artists tour, they would kind of reach out to the station, I would see the email, and they're like, okay, like, let's work together and come up with a plan of how we can promote your show, promote your artists, and, like, maybe we can get some press passes in return. Yeah. So it was great to see the inner workings of the music industry, which is honestly something I really wanted to see throughout all of mm-hmm. college. And the advantage of being in San Luis Obispo is, you know, it's a really small town, but I, there's still some really big artists that come through, like Zed, like I mentioned. A lot of rappers come, a lot of reggae artists. So just because it's like a convenient location between the Bay Area and LA. Mm-hmm. So that was a really unique opportunity that I got to capitalize on. And, you know, I got some free concert tickets on the way. Got to meet some, some bands. That was really, mm-hmm. really cool. But yeah, it was an awesome experience.
0: Who is the coolest or your favorite musician or group that you met or got to interact with?
1: um mm, that's a good question i think manila killa i gotta meet mm-hmm. i don't know if you're familiar he's an edm artist but i just hung out with him backstage after one of his shows and i realized like wow you are the chillest human being like i just have <laughs> this image in my mind that artists were so like eccentric and crazy which some of them probably are but he was just like the coolest dude ever and then i went downtown with his manager after and we just hung out like it was like a really really cool time and it really humanized a lot of artists for me because like, oh, they're all just people. There's nothing too different about them. They just, they have their job. I have my job. We're yeah. all just day by day.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. Like with this podcast, I've gotten to interview some people I would have never thought I'd get to talk with. Like I, I interviewed a professional snowboarder. I've been following on Instagram for like five years. And, you know, people are just people. And it's really cool. That we both got to recognize that, you know, regardless of the fame or the amount of money you have, like at the end of the day, we're all human. And I think that's a huge thing, whether it's like you're going to like a career fair, you're meeting like a musician or just any interaction, like we're all human, right? Mm-hmm. So might as well just like you could be nervous, so that's fair, but just remember, it could be a lot more intimidating than it needs to be.
1: I agree. Yeah, we're all human. I feel like especially with COVID, we can all see that we're all going through the same thing at the same time. And I feel like that really humanizes a lot of people too.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you say? This is a pretty loaded question. But what would you say was like, like, what was like this moment where like, all right, I feel like I'm doing college right? Would you just say there was like a time in your career that you felt like, I'm I'm happy with everything I'm doing right now. Like, I'm pretty stoked and all this stuff.
1: That's a good question. I think for me, and I know a big part of your podcast is like, how do you live a happier life? For me, I just really, really enjoy feeling like I'm a part of a community. Mm-hmm. So it's that. And it was also when I really came to grips with who I was as a person. And I feel like that didn't really happen until junior year. And that's when I really felt like I had a community within AK I had really, really good friends. And a really solid network of folks that I felt like I could go to with anything. And, of course, like getting my internship offer from Adobe was Incredible because Adobe was one of my like, dream companies, so that really prof- from a professional standpoint, that solidified it for me. But I'd say like the biggest moment of I'm doing college right is when I felt comfortable with who I was and I realized I had really awesome friends that had my back. And I think no matter what you do in life, like if you have a really solid network of people that you can trust and you feel psychologically safe with, I feel like that's the most important thing.
0: I think a big part too is being able to find yourself and know what you want. 'Cause like you said, like your first year you were trying all these things and there's just kind of like societal pressure. But once you took a step back and realized, oh, this is not something I'm really passionate about. I want to do something that interests me. I think that's when you're able to really identify this is who I am, this is what I value, this is what makes me happy. And from there you kind of create your path or solidify, you know, the route you want to go down.
1: Absolutely. I think it's pretty stressful too when the way OCOB does it is you have to pick your concentration by the end of your second year. So the first two years of college were so stressful for me because I was trying everything and I, I was like, oh, I don't like this class. I don't like this class. I was like, do I just have to pick one that I don't like? And then I took my information systems class, which honestly was the last class I was expecting to like because I didn't think I was a huge technical person. Hmm. Uh, and now here I am working with data for as a full time job, but I just ended up really liking it. So I think that's another testament of You know, just go out and try something, have no fear and just do it. Mm -hmm. The biggest risk is not taking a risk. And you never know what's going to happen. Life is just so random and anything can happen. So I honestly, if you asked me four years ago what I'd be doing today, I would not have given you this answer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, what about the opposite? If you were to go back four years from now when you started college, what advice would you give yourself?
1: I love that question. I always ask that question to people in interviews. I think the biggest thing is just chill, like seriously, because I've always been like anxious. I've always been trying to do it all. And I always felt pressure to, you know, achieve certain things. I wanted to get an internship at a certain time just because peers around me were accomplishing these things. I would, I would just say, you know, you're going to end up where you are going to end up. Focus on cultivating the relationships with the people around you because that's what's going to carry over for the rest of your life and just enjoy your time because college went by so 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 quickly i felt like i blinked and it's over so i would just go back and tell myself chill you're going to be okay don't stress out so much
0: yeah no i think that's uh that's a great way of going about it because I think like at Cal Poly and in the College of Business in particular, there's so much like stress and pressure to land this incredible internship. And, you know, for the people that are able to land these internships their first, second year, you know, it's amazing. Congratulations. Like you, you're gone beyond what a lot of people have been able to do. But for those that don't like, you know, there's no reason to stress. A big piece of advice I got going to my, the summer after my first year was this is probably going to be one of the last summers you have before you're going to be, you know, transitioning into that, the full-time lifestyle. And so, mm-hmm. you know, take advantage of it and work a summer camp job, work at Chick-fil-A, do something fun or something that you would, you know, this might be one of the last times you'll get to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think another thing I would say just to anyone who's starting off is build a life, not a resume. Because so many people do things just for the resume, but you know, do things because you want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. take a keeping class, make friendships. Don't just constantly be chasing things for the validation of other people. Because if that's what you're chasing your whole life, you're never going to be satisfied. And I feel like that's something I really struggled with my freshman year. Is I wanted validation from people. I wanted to look accomplished, and I didn't focus on doing things that I was actually passionate about. So that's, like, another thing I would say as well.
0: Build a life, not a resume. I like that. <laughs> that's going to be your quote.
1: <laughs> I have a quote already. Nice.
0: <laughs> and I think it's so true because, like, for instance, like, for my experience going from high school to college and, like, the whole college application process, you're just constantly doing stuff for a resume. Like, I think when you're finishing high school, you have to realize that you're 17, 18 years old and you can only control and do what you can. So... Yeah. Rather than focusing so heavily on, oh, am I going to get an A in this class? Maybe think about, oh, what am I going to do fun this weekend? I mean, that's something that I definitely struggled with in high school and early on in college was focusing on, okay, what's my next step? What's my next goal?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I feel like the way our society is built up is we need to work, 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 work. Whereas you like look at people in other countries and they're like, what are you doing? You're working a full-time job at 21. <laughs> Some countries they're like what why would you do that like you're you're 21 enjoy your 20s and you have your whole life to work you really do and i feel like people feel like there's a specific timeline they need to follow which is absolutely not the case you ever like i said it's not a ladder it's a jungle gym there's so many mm-hmm. different things you can take you just really need to do something that will make you feel fulfilled and something you personally care about and that's the challenge is figuring out what do you actually care about I feel like that's what most folks struggle with. But, you know, once you figure that out, it's, it feels so much more powerful because you feel like you have a purpose. So,
0: Mm -hmm. And I like what you said earlier, the whole idea of writing stuff down that makes you happy or brings joy to your life. Because like you said, if you don't write it down, it's just going to be like that. You're going to forget it. So that's a really, really good piece of advice to, for anyone, you know, regardless of your age, if, if you're not happy with what you're currently doing, write down what makes you happy or what makes you happy in that moment and, Try to incorporate that more in your life because at the end of the day, I mean, I, I talked about this with Daniel Uribe on his episode. It's mm-hmm. like you, life is long, but also like college goes by in four years and life just goes by faster the older you get. So there's no reason to do stuff that you're not happy with.
1: Yeah. I I think writing things down for me, I'm just, I'm such a like type A type of person. Like if it's not in my calendar, it's not, a, it's not there. Um, yeah. I will literally write things down like, oh, I like the sound that my rabbit makes when he chews hay. It's like the (laughs) dumbest thing, right? Yeah. But then I thought about it. I was like, wait, I love my rabbit. I love taking care of animals. I love doing this. When I'm older, when I retire, I want to open a rabbit rescue. So it's like something that's actually been a thought pattern for me. Mm -hmm. So I think there is value in taking moment, taking care of those moments that are fleeting and Mm -hmm. just falling down because you never know where that might take you.
0: Yeah, definitely. You mentioned earlier that, you are a big proponent of journaling. When did you start doing that? And how is it, you know, how have you incorporated that in your life?
1: I've always journaled a lot. I had like a emo middle school phase. So I used to write like a lot of poetry. I write songs. So I feel like I've always had it ingrained in me. Like if I'm feeling something, I want to write it down instead of just keeping it all in, which I think is healthier overall. Mm-hmm. So I've always journaled. I I just always want to make sure I don't miss anything. Cause I know like one day I'll look back and read this journal entry and I'll be like, wow, I was so young and naive.
0: You got to tell us a little bit about your journaling and how, how awesome it's been to help think out your thoughts, right? What are, what are some things you've incorporated in your daily life that have led you to become happier and have a more fulfilling life?
1: Love having like some sort of structure and routine. So I like to, when I wake up, like start the day off by drinking lots of water, meditate if I can, if I have the time to do it. Maybe if I'm really, if I have a lot of time that morning, I'll do some yoga, which has helped me is listening to affirmations while I'm sleeping, which was like a new concept to me. But once I heard, heard about it, I was like, it makes a lot of sense because even when you are sleeping, your brain is still taking in a lot of information and your subconscious that you're not aware of. So imagine like eight full hours of being like I am beautiful I am worthy like all this stuff so honestly I wake up every morning feeling like wow I feel like ready to start the day so that's changer, but I would say like I really like having routines so, like doing the same thing every day when I wake up whether it be drinking lots of water stretching doing yoga that's definitely like you have like a better mindset to start out my day and I feel like that's really made a huge difference for me
0: Yeah. And I know we both took the class with Dr. Beeman and I think Mm. something that she talks about a lot is finding some type of structure that works well for you. I think building those dead morning routine or, you know, creating that structure throughout the day is a way to find some kind of purpose, whether it's something you're passionate about or getting you on the right track. That's really cool that you've you've been able to identify what works well for you.
1: Yeah. I do remember her tip about drinking water right when you wake up. So I've been doing that ever since, and it's been a huge game changer i think it's really important because like the first five minutes of your day i believe are like the most important yeah so you can set like your intention for your day so yeah good stuff
0: i haven't heard about the the affirmations while you're sleeping where'd you find that
1: i i think i just heard a friend talking about it affirmations are just things that i kind of learned to do for myself it's like a confidence builder so when you're in like a moment of doubt like create three affirmations for yourself and then if you're nervous before a presentation or interview, like look yourself in the mirror, power pose, and just say those affirmations. It sounds super cheesy, but honestly, like when you make your own that are really customized to you and you say it to yourself, mm-hmm. the way you talk to yourself really does play a huge role on like your outlook on life and just your mental health. So I heard a friend talking about it and they're like, yeah, there's this playlist on Spotify called self-affirmations for when you sleep. I mm-hmm. was really intrigued by that idea. So I was like, you know what? Like... Might as well. There's nothing. There's nothing to lose from trying it, and I, yeah. I try it every morning. I've just woken up feeling so refreshed. So, I would highly recommend that to anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm about to try it out now. That sounds like I a should. really, really cool way to incorporate something new.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is something new that you've incorporated in your life?
1: Because of COVID and working from home, it's given me like a lot of chances to do things that I never had the time to do. Mm-hmm. So. I've been gardening a lot and planting a lot. So I've been learning a lot about like different types of plants and like house plants and how to take care of this plant. And so it's just like a random thing that I've been picking up, but I would say in terms of things I've learned, like the affirmations, is a cool thing that I picked up from a friend. So Mm -hmm.
0: that's cool. I don't always ask that question, but I think I try to keep it like pretty broad because, you know, it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I learned how to like program today. It could just be (laughs) something cool that you've like, you started doing like, with with the gardening example, I, I also, I built a garden at the start of quarantine just because, oh, nice. you know, try something new, something I've never done before. And my tomatoes and cucumbers, my roommate Sam's listening, he hears me talking about it all the time. But it's really cool to see, you know, I planted all these plants in like be- beginning of May and about three months after. It's cool to see, you know, the the transition, the whole process of like watering a plant every day after day and you come back like, wow now it's like producing fruit. and For me personally, it taught me to be more patient and be willing mm-hmm. to understand that, you know, like mother nature takes time. So like, why not incorporate that in my life too?
1: Yeah, it's a huge metaphor if you think about it, you know, it's like you love something enough, you give it enough care and attention, you leave it alone for a certain amount of time, it will eventually flourish. So that's really cool. What's something new that you've learned lately?
0: Yeah, so I I've been like running and mountain biking a lot. And About a week and a half ago, I messed up my IT band just from overuse and I guess not stretching the right muscles. So Mm -hmm. I picked up surfing because it doesn't require a whole lot of leg movement Mm -hmm. and been getting out in the water and it's fun. It definitely takes a beating, but it's fun. When I was younger, I would never have said this, but now I love doing stuff that I suck at because it humbles you and it teaches you there's a lot more to life than just things Mm -hmm. you're good at
1: it's very important to fail i agree fail fail hard and fail fast Mm. and like get back up and learn from it yeah Yeah. i really like that i actually resonate with that because i wiped out from surfing one time and i almost got a concussion and for a long time after that i was like i'm not that was scary and then senior year i put it on my bucket list i was like i i lived so closely to surfing and -hmm. then i started going once a week with some friends and kind of overcame that fear so I, I guess we have that in common.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you don't mind me asking, what other things did you have on your bucket list going into senior year and finishing up college?
1: I made a huge bucket list for my senior year just because I knew, like I liked, like I said, I like to write things down. So I wanted to do the tri-tip challenge. I wanted to hike more. I wanted to DJ at Questa Ridge and like have some of my close friends up there and go camping. So that was that was probably one of the highlights of my quarter. I wanted to paint, paint more. So that's another thing that I did. Make earrings. So I got crafty over quarantine. Mm-hmm. Classic nature, slow items, and just all the things that you do during COVID. Yeah. So I think I was definitely very privileged and fortunate to be able to like live in my own house and live in a remote area. Mm-hmm. That's close to a lot of nature. So that was absolutely a highlight.
0: Awesome. Well, I think to to end it off here... What what do you see yourself doing in the future? I know right now you're working with Adobe and you've expressed that you're very passionate about music, but what would you like to be doing long-term?
1: That's a great question. And it's something I think about a lot and it's something I don't have a concrete answer to, mm-hmm. but it kind of goes back to the, I know what I really enjoy and what yeah. I enjoy is social justice, advocating for people I enjoy creative work, I enjoy technical work. So I I know that whatever I do end up doing, it's going to be a culmination of all those things. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I'm week three into my role at Adobe, so I'm still getting acclimated to the corporate life and you know the type of work I'm going to be doing. But long term, I do think I really want to be heavily involved with grassroots activism, legitimately like a goal of mine when I retire, mm-hmm. that is something I do up. And somewhere abroad in a music entertainment program, that's something I've been looking into a lot, but I'm not picky about like a specific thing. I don't have like a, in five years, I want to be working X role, X job. I just want to feel mm-hmm. fulfilled in that role. And I want to feel like I have a solid network of, of a support system around me Yeah. and I'm not putting too much pressure on like the exact title. I just want to feel fulfilled in what I'm doing. And I want to know that I'm driving impact and that I'm making a difference and mm-hmm. whatever that looks like.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way of going about it because you could be as specific as possible. And, you know, for some people, you know, that works, but you go down a different path and sometimes it's not what you expect. And being able to keep those core values and, you know, goals in mind, I think is really cool that you're you're considering that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, uh, you know, I know you just finished up your, your last year of undergrad. What advice could you give to people listening to the podcast?
1: Sure. So some tidbits that I always like to say, like my personal life lessons from Abby Landis' perspective. Mm -hmm. It would be the life isn't a ladder, it's a jungle gym. I would really, really hammer that home. You never know where life is going to take you. So don't feel pressured to go up a specific path, but keep in mind your core values and what resonates with you. Secondly, just do it. Perfection is the enemy of the good. And I feel like A lot of people want to do things perfectly and they won't start things. Just start it and just do it. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to realize that you don't like it. And then, you know, you win some, you learn some, move on, take that lesson, carry it forward and find something else. Practice radical empathy. I think that's a really, really important thing too. Brene Brown is really awesome on vulnerability and shame. And she talks a lot about this in our Ted talks and our podcasts, but really actively strive to understand the feelings of those around you because that will make you indispensable as a friend in the workplace and having high emotional intelligence is just something you can't really you can't really buy that as a skill it's something you need to actively work towards to be a good human like you just really need to have empathy and i think that is so 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 important i would say the last thing is you are the average of the five people closest to you so if you're going into college if you're going to the workforce you don't have to be in like your dream spot, but if you see yourself surrounded by people you're inspired by, people that support you, you know, you are the product of your own environment. And if you are around those great people, it will lift you up as well. So like, I'm sure you can attest like with Delta Sigma Pi, like the, if you look and examine like your close circle, if you're really happy with those people and if they inspire you and push you to be better, I would say you're in a great spot. So I would, I would end it with that. Well said. Yeah.
0: Well, Abby, really appreciate having you on the show. And it was really great to hear a little bit more of your college experience and how you were able to make the most of it. So thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Adam. It's good catching up.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode with Abby Landis. We were able to provide a new perspective on what it's like going throughout college and picking and choosing the clubs and organizations and commitments that you wanna be a part of throughout your time in school. Abby had to try a lot of things before she was able to identify and find her community and niche at Cal Poly. It doesn't come immediately. Sometimes it takes weeks, months, years, but if you continue looking and keep trying new things, you will ultimately find your community and find your place. If you guys haven't done so already, check out our website, thepursuitofficial.com and check out our socials at the Pursuit Podcast Official on Instagram and Facebook and we hope you guys have a great day.